Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 134. Michael, what is up? What is is you I? It has been it has been too long since we have spoken. I've, I've missed this. I've missed this, right? So it's we nice, it's nice to catch up and like create <laughs> like a ton of content and like have it ready for scheduling. Mm. Um, but then you feel like you haven't like recorded in so long. So this is nice. This is nice. So just to catch everyone up, this is episode 134. Last week, Michael and I took a break, so there was no episode. And there were episodes before that, but we recorded those ahead of time because Michael has been out of town. Michael has been in... Where where, where have you been? Mordor? I was, I was in Mordor. Mordor? <laughs> That's the next trip. That's the next trip. <laughs> yeah, you, can you imagine trying to find an Airbnb in Mordor? <laughs> it'll, it'll be like Airbnb Plus. <laughs> I, want, I want the luxury one. <laughs> I want an Uber Black to take me to my Airbnb Plus in fucking Mordor. All right. <laughs> Straight to the gate. <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfuckers would have gotten there in 15 minutes if they just fucking Uber Blacked it other than fucking hoofing it with that weird thing following them. You know what I'm saying, dude? Would have been yeah. a 13 minute movie. Yeah, or use one of the flying birds. <laughs> I remember when I was first watching that movie. I'm sorry if this is a spoiler. If you haven't seen this fucking movie, guys, it's ridiculous, okay? I remember at the end when the birds just showed up and I'm like, wait a minute, they have the gift of fucking flight. Where have they been this whole fucking time? It would have been not not a series of books, but a, a, a pamphlet. It could have been a 10-minute so- Disney short, and I would have been totally fine with that. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Sorry, tell everyone was- where you were. I was in Italy for about 12 days, so fun times, uh, some highs and lows that usually come with the uh, a vacation of that magnitude, uh, but it was it was an incredible experience, and uh, I saw some really cool watches and uh, went on some fun watch adventures and got a whole new whole new perspective of um, you know what it is people like. Uh, in Italy when it comes to watches. That's so, so cool. Thought, thought it'd be fun to catch up and talk about that. Yeah, so episode 134, watch spotting in Italy, and also just just bar talk. This is Michael and I catching up, because we haven't really had the chance to properly communicate in a long time. You know what I mean? Um, but here, before before we get into catching up, we have we have some motherfucking business to take care of. Do you want to do, do do you want to do a the, the, the a wrist check for the first time and it feels like fucking forever? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm proud of what I'm wearing now. Um I can I can get started. You go first. I I'm wearing the uh the CWC Royal Navy Diver oh, 1983 sweet. uh quartz reissue. Still so. got it, huh? Oh yeah. It, it seems I I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure how much you've been deep diving on Instagram lately, but um this one seems to be making the rounds. It seems like mm. they've really, like they've sold quite a few of these, from what I can tell. Because that's I, awesome. I, I see it popping up a lot, and um, I you know, I just think it's a good deal. You know, it's it's um, yeah, it, it's sort of a it, it's sort of an homage to to an older watch, which is pretty pretty tough to get these days. I mean, you can you can aim for an original and like be in the four figures for for an old quartz watch you know yeah um likewise you can be just sort of under the four figures with this but have something new that you don't really have to 
worry about seals or, or anything. And it's, you know, it's the same, same case, same manufacturer probably. Um, and like today I was, I wanted to pick something to wear before, before recording. And I looked at a, a box full of, uh, <laughs> unwound <laughs> watches. I'm like, Hey, I guess it's going to be you. <laughs> uh, it, so for those that aren't familiar, it's, uh, the CWC, dive watch is this sort of fantastic um point in in um military diver watch history uh it's it's came after the famous um rolex 55 13s and 55 17s and uh it's just a cool straightforward dive watch design um i believe it's pronounced royer Royer. I'm just, I just, just, I'm a, I'm a stickler. I'm a stickler for pronunciation. So let's go with Royer. I know. Every time we pronounce something wrong, we lose a patron. Every time, every time we butcher a name, a, a, a watch neck beard rips his heart out and throws in the Aegean. Every time. You know? It's the new, it's the new quartz crisis. <laughs> uh, I believe uh, it's Ademar's Biguet. Biguet. How do you, how do you say, Biguet? How do you say it? It's Pia Gay. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. I, I, I find the best way to unsexify any watch or really any consumer product is to just fucking just destroy the name. All, <laughs> all of the mystery is gone. All of the allure is gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pig way. That's so good. But yeah, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off uh, with Roy. Oh, no, no. It's, I, I, I would recommend uh, keeping an eye on CWC. I, I think I mentioned this before. They're they're just they're one of those companies that are I think maybe starting to realize realize that um, you know there could be a collector's market for the things that they've uh, produced in the past. So we're getting a little more variety. So shortly after this watch was released, they came out with basically the same watch in uh, I think some kind of black. Hmm black dlc coating uh which is like the sbs special forces version so it's all blacked out and really cool and those are those are extremely collectible and, and very very rare it's funny um, because they're just discovering you can do i do agree you get the sense that they're just kind of getting the inclination of like hey maybe there's an opportunity for us to also tap into like collector's yeah. market which is really remarkable if you think about it because a lot of times people are always lunging for something that has authenticity or military history or anything like that. And this is a great yeah. example of one of those things that has that history, but they've never really bridged the gap, in my opinion, from still like like doing like everything they're supposed to be doing in, in regards to the um, like it, it, it's, it's the MOD, right? Yeah. MOD yeah. contracts. But then at the same time, also um, slightly pivoting towards collector consumers you know what i mean so it's just uh it's pretty cool it's a it's it's a pretty cool kind of transition we're seeing so i, I hope to see them lean into it more and i'm super happy you got that piece that 83 and that you're still I'm, digging it i'm really happy i went for the quartz instead of the more expensive um automatic reissue that they have i mean not yeah. only do you save not only do you save money but i think these are the these are the types of watches that we try to live vicariously through mm -hmm. so like i look down at this you know beautiful diver and i'm not an mod diver but i can appreciate that that sort of story that someone might have are you and, not uh, i thought you were i'm i'm not i'm i'm a you lied to me i don't know <laughs> you, lied to me. you told me you, you told me you're an mod 
mod mod i'm not is it, is it well, hold on would it be royal navy divers mod has it i think i think it all falls under the umbrella i think of the you're ministry right of defense just to clarify none of us are fucking modologists on this show all right <laughs> so if we're speaking out of our asses i'm i'm super i'm super sorry but that thing is that thing is killer man i'm excited to see it in person because I, I don't think i've seen it yet what's what surprised me the most and i think they may have difficulty wow. capturing this in photos like on their product pages um the bezel's crazy it's got this like acrylic layer on top and um, oh cool you know, yeah that's all right. of the all of the little ticks and numerals are um are loomed and stuff oh it's great it's great at nighttime that's cool so i'm that's, happy that's that, what i'm wearing i'm happy that's still in the collection me too right ah oh, my turn your turn. I'm wearing the tried and true, man. I'm wearing the Orient Star GMT WZ0071DJ. Um, how did I ever let this watch go? Every time I put this watch on, I say that to myself. Like, how did I ever fucking let this thing go? It doesn't matter. It's back now. You know what I mean? And I'm wearing it. This watch is it's just... It's staying in the collection. You know, I've been talking a lot about figuring out, you know, what's staying on the short list, what's going, everything like that. This one's definitely, definitely staying... There's a couple things I'm just kind of noticing with it. It's definitely starting to show its wear because I do wear this thing a lot, um, you know. So it's got like little, little marks and like little nicks and things like that. What I'm contemplating doing, and you tell me, you you tell me, um, as as my better half and broke watch knobber, you tell me if this is a stupid thing to think about. I I want to put this on a NATO and see what happens. I've never had this watch on a NATO. I'd give it a shot on something, maybe on something a little more premium. Like a, uh, like a shiznit, yeah. I could throw know? it. I could throw it on one of the seatbelt shiznits. Um, just because the the thing is, I have a leather strap for it, a custom leather strap. The EA leather goods made. That thing is fucking incredible. I have this bracelet that it came with, which is surprisingly fucking incredible for like an Orient, quote unquote Orient yeah. bracelet. This thing is this thing is crazy town. But I've never had it on a NATO. I'm afraid it's gonna look weird, but I don't know. I th I think you may be surprised. Yeah. Um, maybe on something blue, <laughs> like a blue shiznit or something. I think Terry's got like a blue gray one. Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah. Oh, let me see. Let's let's use the power. This is part of the fun, man. Just uh... Michael, I'm scared. What if I make a mistake? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> they're gonna find out. People are gonna find out. I put a bad strap on my watch, and they're gonna fucking pull me out of my home, corner me in a burning windmill. And fling their produce at me, or whatever you do with people that, that you disagree with. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> you know, that that sounds like some of the things we go through. <laughs> sounds like on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an appropriate response. Uh, okay, I'm looking at the shiznits now. He's got a blue. He's got a blue one. Blue navy. This is a show where you guys are gonna to listen to us fucking look things up. I, I think I see a blue. I see like a navy with gray on the outside. That could be fun. Oh yeah, those are nice. That could be those a lot nice. Of fun. Hey, what about what about rubber also? Maybe for summer, that'd be kind of cool. The problem is, it's a dressier GMT. If this was like a GMT like Master or whatever, and it had that like yeah. sporty aspect, that's why I'm a bit trepidatious about the NATO, but. I could fucking throw a rubber strap in here and see what happens. The thing is, also, I have to bear in mind, it's 21 millimeters. Mm. So I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to like, 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 shove this, shove whatever I need to get in there, in there, you know. You might just have the gap or whatever. That's fine. 
Yeah. Remember that guy I told you about with the with the bond uh, the bond uh, native strap thing? There, I, I told you this story, right? I think so. I'm gonna tell this story again because I told this shit a long fucking time ago. And so, if you remember this, cool. If you're just hearing this for the first time, you're fucking welcome. Um, I used to, so I work from home now, but I used to work in an office probably about two or three years ago, and um, it was really weird. I never really got along with anyone. Like there were all these like after work like get-togethers and everyone thought they were on fucking like how i met your mother and everyone's cool but none of it just felt and none, none of it felt real to me um so i always just go to these fucking things and there's this one guy there who was always just like super weird i didn't really get along with him like he's one of those people who every time he opens his mouth he's like man i gotta i gotta put my fist in his fucking mouth like you ever had that like a rational anger response to anyone irrational anger response yes <laughs> maybe <laughs> okay um I, I i i i tend to a lot because i don't know how to process emotions and feelings and so um at the time when this was going on i was wearing my sumo i was wearing um but i was wearing my sumo on like an 18 millimeter black nato and so mm. the sumo is 20 millimeters but the nato is 18 millimeters so there's a gap you know yeah and so we were out at like a bar after work or whatever and i'm just sitting in my, i'm just sitting and holding a drink until until it's time for us to go and um the, the the person the person like finds out i'm into watches and he's like he's like talking and i'm like and he's like oh so what are you wearing now i'm like oh i'm wearing this wearing this seiko sumo you know blumo sbdc033 and i have it on this nato but um the nato's too small so i just have this like gap here but i have another one in the mail and it's getting here soon and this is when he said the thing that i realized i screwed up and it's like oh that's so cool like bond that's that's pretty geeky on on his part, man. It's pretty geeky, but I I didn't understand the reference, and I was just like mm. I was like, uh, okay, whatever, dude, and I fucking blew him off. But Michael, <sighs> he could have been my friend. Michael, we could have been friends. <laughs> now I have no friends. You're my friend. That's your punishment. <laughs> my friendship is your punishment for something you you must have like run over like a busload of gypsies in a past life to be my friend. Now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude. I'll never. Yeah. So every time I think of like a NATO on a smaller watch, I think of that motherfucker. And he could have been my goddamn friend if he wasn't just a piece of shit. You know. Should try try connecting on LinkedIn, man. No, that's just that's that's get, that's get back in touch. You'll think he'll, <laughs> he'll he'll think I'm trying to blow him or something like that. Hey, man, want to get a drink? Like, oh, I don't want to get blown by this creepy guy. Yeah, that's what LinkedIn is for these days. Isn't it? Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, LinkedIn, man, it's the new high-end escort service, dude. That's just, that's, that's my understanding, you know? It's all coming to life. That's my, that's my Bond NATO. That's my Bond NATO. Because apparently it was what, the, like the Connery NATO, it was smaller, so it had the gap, right? Yeah, and NATO straps weren't even a thing when the thing was filmed. So I think it was just like a single pass, like piece of nylon with with a buckle in it he you know? that motherfucker could have been my watch friend and my bond friend because at that time i didn't really get it but then later on i got super into all the bond films yeah you know yeah. could have been my bond friend michael <sighs> i got nothing Sorry. no it's fine it's, it's it's my it's my fucking shitty aesop's fable i'm not sure if it's a proper aesop's fable but you know what i'm trying to say you have all of us now you have, have all the facebook of- group have the Facebook group. Facebook group is killing it, man. Mad kudos to the moderators over there. Um, let me remember everyone's name. Greg Wood, Skip Rose, Ben Newcomb. Um, guys are holding it down. The Facebook group's growing every day. Go and check it out. It's really a lot of fun. It's just an incredibly positive community. Um, also, want to want to give a shout out to the Instagram page. Um, 
So there's a couple things going on Instagram right now. Michael, what the fuck is happening with our notifications? You know what I'm talking about? They're acting weird. Like, they're not popping up. Well, no, not that. Instagram notifies you if someone comments on a photo that you're, like, tagged in. Oh, I feel like that's always happened. It's... I feel like it's kicked into overdrive because... Like, we're just getting tagged in more photos. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Because the thing is, well, Instagram will tell me, like, oh, you have a comment, and then I'll go and look. It's not actually a comment. It's a comment on something... That we're, and the thing is, people tag us in a lot of shit. So it's yeah. difficult sometimes to figure out what's going on. Um, the other thing with Instagram is we are way behind on doing our our Instagram follower giveaways. So if you're not familiar, every time Michael and I gain a thousand followers on Instagram, we do a fucking giveaway because we love you guys and we're growing because of you and for you and all that really cool stuff. So we try and figure out any way we can to give back. Um, so we did the 1,000, 2,000, 2,000, blah, blah, blah. We're at 10,500 followers now, but we have yet to do a 9,000 follower giveaway. Is it time? Mm -hmm. It's time. Let's announce it. Let's commit. Let's commit. Let's, 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 I'm going to use the free, uh, you remember the guy who used to be our manager. I'm going to use the phrase that I fucking hate, but it's applicable. I want you guys to keep us honest. Okay. It's like straight out of, we just got your MBA. <laughs> hey guys, keep me honest. The exhale of disgust, of nostalgic disgust. Ugh, fucking that guy. You guys keep us honest. We're committing today for the 9,000 follower giveaway. Uh, the Two Broke Watch Knobs. We're giving away um, this really cool watch that I actually have here. I reviewed on the site. And it's a lot of fun. It's this Hemel HT, HFT20 uh, Mecha Quartz Chronograph. It's a micro brand. It's the stainless steel bezel, the GMT bezel. Well, it's like the 12-hour, the 12-hour stainless steel bezel, I mean. The watch is a lot of fun, you know. It's mecha quartz. It's super hefty. Like, it's a really solid watch. Uh, I love the bezel on this thing as well. Um, Hemel, based up in, he's based up in uh, Long Island. He, he's, he's up in New York. Long Island. Long Island. Oh, good, good, good. I taught you how to say Long Island. Perfect. <laughs> that was the first thing I learned when I moved to Long Island. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> but when I was there, my buddy was like, listen, man, you got to get this shit straight. It's Long Island, okay? I'm like, okay, yeah, Long Island. <laughs> that was Evan. You remember Evan? Yeah. yeah. Long Island, man. So, uh, yeah. So, here's how to, to so to enter. It's pretty, pretty simple. The show post on Instagram for this episode, uh, it'll be a photo of the Hemel HFT20. Uh, all you got to do is comment on that photo. It's going up Monday, so that's fucking Monday, July 8th. Comment on that photo and just tag two friends who um, you think will enjoy the show or just two friends you think will enjoy the giveaway and you're automatically entered. Like, that's it. As you have to, But you have to obviously follow us as well. Uh, so you have to follow us. Um, follow Hemel, too. Why the hell not? Let's give, let's, 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 let's spread it out. Uh, comment and then tag two friends and that's all you got to do. That sounds right. odd, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Let's you're keep... In. You're in. You're in like sin, man. Here, let's keep this up. Uh, so it's going up July 8th. Should we keep it up for one week or two weeks? Uh, I think we could do one week. Let's do one week. So from <laughs> July 8th to July 14th, that's the time frame to enter. Like us or, or or follow us, follow Hemel, Hemel. I was like saying the brand name. Uh, like the photo, tag two buddies, bam, that's it. You're golden. Um, the watch comes with this really really cool strap. I love the crown on this thing as well. 
we'll link the review for this watch. You guys can check it out. Um, check out the photos and the write-ups in there and everything like that. It's it's gonna be pretty cool. And then for the ten thousand follower giveaway, which we need to also do soon, we got some cool stuff planned. Um, we're just feeling out, you know, what our what our options are, but it's gonna be a big one. A limited edition Hublot made just for the two broke two broke watch snobs. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, the back of it. It's gonna be uh, a, a relief on the case bag of Michael and I, like back to back with our arms crossed, <laughs> like a like a buddy cop movie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Limited edition retail value of four million dollars because it's made from the tears of neckbeards who get really upset when we do this show. Is that does that sound right? That sounds right. I think that sounds appropriate. You know what I mean? Originally, the uh, the, the 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 Romain Jerome DNA series wanted to take part because of the I mean, obviously the the collecting of <clears throat> the collecting of the neckbeard tears. But you know, we went with Hublot just because it felt right. Felt yeah. right. Good brand. We like that brand. Yeah. The past two minutes have been totally fucking facetious. I just want to really clarify that for everyone. <laughs> we are not doing a goddamn limited edition Hublot. Uh, that'll be a dark fucking day when that happens. I cannot. Although I should, uh, didn't De- 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 Depeche Mode did a Romain Jerome, didn't they? That was a sad fucking day for me. Yeah, I'm not even a fan. I think that's kind of weird. I fucking love them, but not anymore. <laughs> Got a fucking well. I think that I think all the proceeds went to charity or like I don't know heroin addiction or something. Something something that was relevant or more to the band. I'm not I'm not really entirely sure. Um. Yeah, man, I got I got, I got way off fucking track. But here you have some watch news. You have watch news that you want to tell people about. What you want the fucking world to know about. Yeah, this is kind of um, not too much news about this, but it looks like uh, recently in the past couple of weeks, uh, there was a watch brand revival, um, which I think these days can go one of two ways. Uh, <laughs> it, can, it can be sort of under the radar like this, or it can be super hyped. Um and weird and limited and stuff but um right yeah this is this is a brand that we i i feel like we may have even brought them up in the earliest affordable vintage watch episodes just because they have so much diversity and 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 the designs that they created back in the day before they went under but um the brand olek and vice uh came came back into the fray just recently with with two watches i mean well they're they're basically the same watch with different um different bezel deals going on um so it's the owp-101 and the owp-104 um each of them were created to commemorate these um uh, different aircraft so the lockheed f-104 and the uh f-101 from mcdonald douglas and um i think i think that they're pretty awesome deals especially when you look at what happened with um you know zodiac for example and that gmt that they released at basel it got eaten up and i feel like this could have happened with the um this 12 hour i'm looking at this so there's i see one with orange details and then one with i guess like faux tina flat yeah, it's like Fotina, twelve hour bezel. Uh so these are a great size. If you take the if you take the P-101, for example, it's uh thirty-nine millimeters wide, yes. twelve and a half millimeters thick. Hell yeah. Um 
you know, Sapphire Crystal ETA 2A24. Um, beautifully, like, kind of centered dial. I'm kind of confused. Does this thing have a tachometer on it? So one of them does. That that one, I, I 100% don't get that one. Um, How the fuck are you supposed to use it? I guess you wait. You just wait. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you wait. Oh, that's funny, man. Okay, interesting. But that that one, you know, that one's got its own thing going on, and I, I'm sure people will like it. But of course, I'm I'm drawn to the uh, the function of a second time zone, and um, you know, uh, kind of for what should be like just under a grand. I th I think it's pretty cool, and they're you know they say that they're ready to ready to ship, and there's no indication that this is limited. Um, I feel I feel like if there was some sort of weird campaign going on instagram and maybe uh throughout the the media outlets like this could this could have gone really quickly so what was the what was the impetus with this coming back did someone is it under new ownership or did they just they just they just kind of like decide to just do this you know what i'm Some, saying someone may have just bought up the name somebody it happened i mean it happened with newmark recently for example uh and and they're they're coming out with some cool watches too that are that are pretty affordable happened with lejeur and, happened with Lejeure, which yeah. has changed hands a couple times yeah. since um you know I, I think i think this might be a similar situation i don't believe however i don't think this design the if you take the i don't think any of them have been previous olek and vice watches so i think these are newer designs inspired by older watches if you check out their instagram actually they 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 have a lot of cool archive pieces uh, and you can see where the inspiration was drawn from that's cool um, but they have like they're still one of those brands where if you just go on ebay you can find a ton of cool like divers and uh even like 24 hour uh dual time watches that um that are pretty affordable you know they may need some servicing some some love and care but uh you know that's that's how it is with any vintage watch but i'm of course I, just, I wanted to bring this up because I, I this has a lot of the stuff i look for in in a watch and i i like that i like that it's kind of under the radar and it's not really hyped up and um yeah i didn't hear about I think this they're until, good deals I, I, I didn't hear about these until you until you uh, you mentioned them to me yeah yeah this is uh this is fun stuff so if you if you've ever been poking around curious about the brand uh, like i have just know that they that i guess they're alive and well um and yeah. there, are, there are two cool watches that come in under under the 1k mark that uh should be pretty easy to get um looks like the first batch just got delivered and um photos are popping up on instagram here and do there. you uh where'd you in terms of e-commerce do you just buy these directly from their site is that how it works yeah so good for them. Um, yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, the I'm going. I'm, I'm going there as well. well. Successfully added to cart. Continue shopping. I think their hosting there. service must be some kind of dying turtle because that site took fucking forever to load. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, oh my god! No, I like don't. the CTA on the product page is pre-order, so I think it's kind of odd. You. Like on their Instagram, it says first batch being delivered. Um, you know, people are getting their watches. But if I go on their site, 
you can only looks like you can only pre-order for you know what's funny it says add to cart but then as the page loads it changes to pre-order yeah so they might have seen that they might have sold out and they're just they'll just you can pre-order a second run if you want ah that's possible that's possible hands indices super luminova curved sapphire anti-glare treatment this is pretty cool man this is this is definitely a good uh good call out yeah, good stuff. I mean, you know, I kind of, I think it's a cool alternative if you missed out on that Zodiac GMT, for example. Designed to help both military and commercial pilots, the P-104 is equipped with a circular slide rule to determine differential speed, distance, range, and other data. Really? Oh, maybe maybe it's not a tacky. Maybe it's like a combination. I haven't really taken a close look at that one because I like the other one so much. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> totally, I totally hear you. Good stuff, man. Yeah, good stuff. We'll throw a link to this thing uh, in the show notes as well. Sweet. That's all the watch news that that I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you've seen anything cool. Nah, I don't like watches. Yeah, I I like my watches. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) I should stop saying that because apparently apparently people think I'm serious when I say that. Clearly, I fucking like watches, guys. Doing a goddamn watch podcast. This is... (laughs) This is like what I this is like what I was talking to you before we recorded. I think I don't think it's that we uh hate watches or anything. I just think we finally know what we want. We finally um, know what we want and honestly, it's only appropriate for us to poke fun at like weirdly accepted watch culture. You know what I mean? Like like just we have to you, if you can't make jokes about the thing that you're really into, then you take yourself. You're taking it too seriously. You know I'm going to poke fun at something right now. Do it. Two finger Friday should not be a hashtag. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> That's like, you know what I'm I, saying? Like if I, so let's, let's say, let's say, you know, so, so my wife and I are talking about kids. Let's say in a few years, you know, we have a kid and it's like a, and I have like a boy or a girl or whatever. And like, I'm taking pictures in my office of a watch and the kid comes and says, Oh dad, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing two finger Friday. That sounds wrong for me to tell to a child. Yeah. Yeah. With you know a child I mean? in the same room. Yeah, dude. That's wrong as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Oh, sweetie, this is just for two-finger Friday. Just just, just close your eyes and think of fucking England. It'll be fine. Your, your neighbor hears you, calls the police. Yeah, dude, man. <laughs> CPS. That's it. I'm done. You know what I mean? They'll put me in a plexiglass, ca- a plexiglass cage and just feed me lettuce from the top or whatever. However how, how you take care of prisoners <clears throat> in this country. I'm not entirely sure. I'm a bit confused. You know? But yeah, dude, two-finger Friday... That shit's got to stop. <laughs> that shit's got to... That's wrong, man. I don't know why that came to mind. Are you on Instagram that's, right now? No, I'm not on Instagram now. I just... You just you, you just arbitrarily thought of Two Finger Friday? Well, you brought up oddly accepted watch culture and... Uh, Touche. Yeah. And also the weird things that we do in public. So I put... I, I hate myself because of this because I, I thought people would like the photo more, but, you know, in... <laughs> So I was in the Colosseum in uh, in Rome, and uh, just this incredible place to be when you think of the things that happened there mm-hmm. and, and the horrors that people must have experienced and the disgusting human nature that perpetuated there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, our own morbid curiosity. Um, and my thought was like, man, where am I going to take a watch photo? <laughs> <So> <laughs> like... I posted a shot. I just sort of set the watch down on on this like ancient structure. That was a cool um, shot. 
but yeah, I, I just kind of wonder. You did the gladiator quote, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to see that movie again. I can't remember if that was a good movie. I know it did very well. I thought it was but, a uh, fucking excellent movie. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can convince the wife to watch it. I don't think that I will. Well. <laughs> I mean, it might, right? It might. That Who might knows, man. Hunk, hunk of a man, but um, right. He's a little insane, yeah. from what I understand. Isn't he? Isn't he a watch guy? Isn't Russell Crowe a watch guy? He. Oh man, it's so funny. He he went through a divorce. The auction. Then, he was auctioning off all his watches. Is that he, what it was? He had a very public. He called it the divorce. The Russell Crowe divorce <laughs> auction. <laughs> It was cool, man. You could buy yourself, I don't know, like an IWC that he wore and like the gladiator sword if you wanted. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> just, laugh. That's awful. <laughs> just walk away with, but he's, I mean, I, I think, I think he said it. He's like, my ex-wife is like putting me through the ringer. So I got to like sell this shit. <laughs> that was cool. That's I, funny, I like that. But yeah. But no, here, let's, I want to hear about Italy. I want to, I first want to ask you a question. So, um, you went and then I would see like photos you'd post every now and then and and I have I have an honest question for you. Were you actually in the game Assassin's Creed 2? Cuz it looked <laughs> it looked exactly like you were fucking Ezio or Enzo, whatever the fuck his name was, hopping around basilicas and stabbing paupers or however you progress in that game. Like it looked like you were in motherfucking Assassin's Creed 2. Were is that the case? Dude, we did a lot of shit. <laughs> like, so my my wife. So I'm the kind of I'm the kind of person that will go on a trip and just kind of land and tell myself, "Yeah, okay." Just walk around. Happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good and bad because I I mean to the the way I do it, I I feel like I would have missed out on on a lot. Um, so she had you know down to down to the hour man everything that we were going to do and um yeah i'm i'm grateful for it because we ended up really loving italy mm-hmm. and we want to go back but we kind of barfed out all of the touristy shit in just one shot which is <laughs> perfect it killed us like physically murdered us wow um the coliseum for example man so uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you about rome first rome is uh, a very primal city, like very Italian, you know, um, in its sort of atmosphere, and it, it's charming in a way, but it's a fucking mess, dude. There's there's no regulation to the tourism that happens there. Okay. Um, like I told you, you know, firsthand, I, I fell for like a Roman taxi scam on yeah, day one. Um, broke broke a window in my Airbnb on on day one, and. Uh, those those are the highs and lows that you go through but now was the taxi scan the broken window related or were they independent of each other <laughs> independent of each other okay you never know i wasn't sure i wasn't sure so you know the scene in it crowd where where roy pulls pulls on the emergency string in the bathroom <laughs> to because he thinks it's gonna flush the toilet i'm disabled yes <laughs> so i i used the bathroom in the airbnb and i saw this like this rod hanging next to me and i'm like oh this is how you flush the toilet so i fucking yanked down on that shit and it turns out that it was connected to like a window, like way up close <laughs> to the ceiling in the bathroom. Dude, I busted that shit. Oh, that's fun. So you're supposed to like, if you want to open the window, you're supposed to gently maneuver the lever and the window opens. Yeah. But you yeah. cranked on that shit like Wheel of Fortune and the window just broke. <laughs> yeah, because like, I gotta flush the <laughs> toilet, you know? 
Oh man, that I want to send this shit to the depths. <laughs> yeah, and then again back to the uh, whole tourism thing. You know, we wanted to see things like the Colosseum and stuff, and um, you know, the Colosseum, for example, has like a super difficult. I actually don't think they have an official site. So if you if you try to if you try to navigate online, you know, tickets to the Colosseum. You just come up with this like wave of scammy looking really skip the line. It's like tickets for you to skip the line and do like a fast pass. But all those fuckheads are just like in a different line and it's all taken. You got to block out some serious time. How dude, is that to... not regulated? It's not regulated, dude. Rome, Rome doesn't get shit when it comes to, to that kind of stuff. Um but it was cool, you know. You just you just block out the time. You you see it. I mean, we we feel like it was it was worth it and kind of incredible to to see. So that that might be some of the photos that you saw. Um, actually, the we we did St. Peter's Basilica. That wasn't too bad. I I thought the actually the Vatican the Vatican Museum was way cooler um, than than the stuff like in Rome. Yeah. Uh, to to see the Sistine Chapel and. And all that stuff was out of this world. Probably, probably, probably one of my favorite parts. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, I can see how the architecture would would make you think. That what was, <laughs> that was your an Assassin's Creed? What, what was your? I don't know if you ever played those games, but that uh, Assassin's Creed Two specifically was was an excellent fucking gameplay experience for me. But what was what was your Vatican watch? What did you wear in the Vatican? I had the Doxa. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I had. I so on that trip, I took the Doxa. It's funny. I, I think I, if I listen back to the episode, I may have been like, "Fuck it, I'm only taking the Doxa." That's what you told me. You told me you're only bringing one watch, and then here I'm seeing photos of like three different fucking watches. I'm like, "It's, it's a goddamn liar, dude. Why are you lying? <laughs> I'm a liar." You just just bring the one watch, but you brought three watches. It looks like. So I brought I brought the Doxa. I brought the Notice Contrail, which is fantastic because we worried about uh, we worried about our dog a lot, right. and I was trying to. You know, wanted to know what time it was back home. So the docks of the notice contrail, that's what I brought. Nice. And then my wife brought the Traska Freediver, which she wore a lot, and and the Timex Marlin. Oh, cool. Um, she just got home, in case you hear her in the kitchen. <laughs> I, it's, but, it's, uh, it sounds like someone's robbing your kitchen. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, the, the, like they're just throwing pots and pans looking for your like hidden brick of cash. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> none of those none of those here <laughs> uh what else yeah so after after um after rome and the vatican and everything we um we did florence which is just the polar opposite incredibly clean incredibly reg oh by the way rome you have the most fantastic and exquisite hot garbage smell <laughs> uh i've ever experienced <laughs> Dude, and dude, I was reading about the seagulls there, man. So Rome has a huge seagull problem because they closed down this this huge like this huge dump that I guess attracted all the seagulls before. Because we were in the city and we're like, we're not by water. Like, what the fuck are these seagulls doing here? So apparently, this like weird, very specific species of seagull like materialized in Rome. Um, <laughs> And they're just super aggressive. They'll like shit on you, and like, and there's trash everywhere. There's just like 
with rotting shrimp in the streets, like yeah, right by our, our Airbnb. Like it was it was permeating into our Airbnb uh, for the true authentic. You're really not selling me on fucking Rome. I don't want to go to Rome. Dude, you can do Rome. Dude, pick something to do. Go to the Vatican. You could do that shit in a day. I'm only doing Disney cruises from now on. Our next Disney cruises <laughs> are coming up in two months. That's all. That's that's all I fucking want to do. I've had enough of reality. All right, going on a fucking Disney cruise, man. That's nice. Yeah, I I, I feel like I need to take a cruise to recharge from my vacation. You need you need a vacation <laughs> from your vacation. <laughs> no, no, it was it was good. It was good. Um, so after. What's yeah, up? Florence. So yeah, it was a, it was a train ride from Rome to Florence, which is super convenient. Oh, cool, dude. People warned me about Roman airports, like the Roman airport or Italian airports in general. Mm-hmm. Dude, the Rome the Rome train station, man. What, what about a, it? What a fucking mess, dude. <laughs> like you you buy you buy your tickets, and they got these they got these uh, TV things on the wall. Everyone is screaming. Everyone's hauling bags around. <laughs> you can't see or hear anything. You got people trying to scam you as well. They're like, oh, do you need help? Do you need help to like take you around back? And I don't know what the fuck they do. Um, and it's like, there's security, but there isn't. <laughs> like, I was getting ready to go through some kind of security or whatever. Yeah. And we, we found the spot to go and show your tickets. Um <laughs> and and I, I pulled the paper out and the guy's like yeah go and just go I could have sh- I could have literally had a printed photo of my anus <laughs> and the guy was like let me you're through. fine you're fine that's funny but Florence was the complete opposite man uh, Florence was the opposite and um, very cl- incredibly clean you can only get cabs at these uh, very specific um, like taxi checkpoints yep um very clean streets they don't sell wine to you like if you try to buy wine in a shop um they won't do it past 9 p.m so it's an incredibly clean incredibly like beautiful city um honestly like i think i think my favorite thing that i did there was totally free uh because you could just walk in front of the florence cathedral and the architecture outside is just madness i've never seen anything like that wow. <laughs> We we stayed in line to go inside, and we were both kind of underwhelmed. Um, after be after seeing outside, yeah. Inside though, there's kind of a, a cool little orology point. Uh, inside is a very is a very unique celestial clock, which is the oldest. It's the oldest of its kind in the world. Oh wow! Um, and throughout Florence and I believe Venice, I, I I took some time to. So there was there was a clock inside of the Florence Cathedral. Um, that is incredibly old. Uh, I, I, we should we should link something, but the most recent sort of company to restore it was actually Panerai. So oh, okay. Panerai sense. Panerai went through this this like big restoration effort to uh, service the internal components and like touch it up on the outside, and it looks it looks very beautiful. Um, and then there's another clock that's similar but it was uh i think it may have been in in venice 
and it was Piaget that did it. And I guess oh, if you cool. ask, if you talk to some clock nerds, they'll be like, yeah, they completely butchered that restoration. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was kind of cool going around Italy, looking at clocks and stuff. Interesting, interesting tidbit. Clock nerds prefer to be referred to as clerds. Hmm. It's good to know. Is there a subreddit for them? There could be clerds. <laughs> the clerds subreddit. Um, so I, in Florence specifically, I put my doxa through another adventure, another adventure that that watch can, uh, can, can kind of claim. Totally, man. And, um, I've never been so afraid in my life. Uh, so we, we got there, we were very exhausted after like, you know, walking with our bags and shit, trying to get a cab, trying to get to the Airbnb. We ended up getting a cab. And we were so exhausted, man, that like when we walked out, I just, I just got, I got out the door. Of the airport or the train station? Because I'm confused. We just got out of the cab. So after, after walking around with our bags uh, from the train station, trying to get a cab, we got a cab, um, made it to the Airbnb and I just walked out and I closed the door (laughs) and I went inside, leaving my bag with... (laughs) With the like all of our electronics, phone chargers, uh, power converter, uh, and my passport, um, just in a in a taxi cab. in a stranger's in a stranger's vehicle, and we did not notice until like after three hours of sightseeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we came back, did we came back, and I was like, oh, let me charge my phone, and that's when I like, that's terrifying. I like puked. I had to swallow my vomit, dude. <laughs> A gentleman swallows his vomit in front of a lady. Which um, I believe is a Lord Byron quote. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but I could. Uh, that sounds that sounds pretty familiar. Oh, man. So, like, we we immediately went into, like, full-on code red panic mode. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we had the most incredible Airbnb host. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of messaged her on WhatsApp. You know, do you have any advice? What should we do in this case? And she's like, she's like, I got it. Like, just I'll, I'll get back to you in a little bit. And, and in like half an hour or so, she was like, we got your bag, but you have to be back at the Airbnb in like 10 minutes. Okay. So, so we were like over a mile away and completely on foot. Oh shit. And so dude, we, it, it felt like a fucking, like, like a bond villain chase on foot <laughs> in the exotic streets. My wife and I just like running through like cyclists and scooters and cars and That's people so getting fucking cool. Fucking fruit in the streets. It was, it was crazy, but it was, it was kind of fun to, to put the doxa through that. We, we made it on time and I, um, it, it's funny. I, I saw the guy there. He, he popped the trunk open and, and my backpack was there and, and I just, I hugged the guy. He was caught off. He was totally caught off guard, and then the the first thing he told me was like, "20 euro, 20 euro." Okay, I'm like, "Fucking sold, man." Yeah, (laughs) that's a that's a deal. (laughs) 20 euros to save the rest of my fucking vacation. (laughs) So that was that was Florence. Um, Other than that, the Uffizi Museum is incredible. Which museum? Um, Uffizi, it's kind of like the big museum that they got there. Okay. Um, and of course, Panerai, like the original 
the original spot where where Panerai moved their first workshop. They, it's not the original original location, uh, but it's the workshop they set up around like you know wartime. Was um, this the location that Stallone walked famously walked by and saw Panerai in the window? I I believe so, but I mean truthfully, think of when he may have seen it. It probably looked just like the way I saw it. Right. Um, but it was kind of cool, man. So it, it's that that original corner of the boutique. It looks like they, it looks like they bought the three adjacent, like, um, spots like next to them, and just busted the walls down to create this sort of larger, uh, very like rectangular shaped boutique. Um, but they still have this one corner with the original doors preserved. And the original wall behind that's been like um, restored as well. Wow. Um, and yeah, they were very nice. And like I was telling you, you asked me, you know, who was who was kind of the, what was the crowd like in there? And it was a lot of a lot of women, a lot of Asian women looking for panerais with their husbands. So the husbands were. It kind of felt like the husbands were walking them in there, and the women were very interested specifically in the new um due series which is a little bit thinner i think down to 40 or 42 how do you spell it panerai due it's d-u-e so just it's just the number two in italian do panerai panerai do due so d-u-e i'm not saying due i'm gonna say do panerai do due luminor due panerai yeah People are mad about those watches. They're like, why is Panerai doing this? Like, these should be dive watches. <laughs> like, dude, fucking... This watch is only going to be submerged in your fucking Mountain Dew. It's a fucking like, watch. It's not It's not Pontius Pilots. It's not like a personal affront. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, I, remember, I, I remember we were talking about these. I remember now. Yeah. I think they're kind of cool. I like... So, around 2018, Panerai started experimenting with a lot of stuff. They... I think they, I think they put in-house movements across the board on on everything, which is a point of criticism that they they faced for a very long time. You know, Panerai is expensive, but they use like Unitas or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, they they did stuff like that, but they, you know, they cut back on water resistance here and there. They um, they changed the uh, the strap system a little bit. Um, so I, I I think it's kind of cool to see them not in decline i think they're they're not they're not really in the limelight anymore and they're i feel like they're just doing their own thing and improving with tweaks here and there i'm really attracted to to the stuff they're making now especially like that 42 millimeter submersible like oh, mm. man, it's like 10 grand almost <laughs> um and and kind of attracting a, a new audience i think that's pretty cool i'm on their careers page let me see if they're It'll be, I think it'll be a Richemont. Uh, it is. It's it's jobs.richemont.com slash officine panerai. Let's see if they're hiring a janitor. I had a delicious water inside. I was scared to ask for the espresso. The, the finest, the finest in, 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 in boutique. Why, why did you get an espresso? I thought I was shy. Get a fucking espresso, <laughs> dude. Fuck these nerds. Get a goddamn espresso. You know? It's not costing was, them anything. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the location is right across from the Florence Cathedral. That's so cool. 
I could apply to be the assistant boutique manager at the Bal Harbor location in Miami. And then yeah, that's a long that's a long commute. Yeah, maybe they can do it remote. <laughs> can tell I mean, they gotta see you in this. They gotta see you in the suit. Ugh, no, I don't look good in the suit. I look like a scarecrow. I'm like lumpy. Parts of me don't look properly symmetrical. You know what I mean? Because I'm made of straw and wood. I don't. I don't. I don't work in a suit. By this time, by this time in Florence specifically, I started noticing uh, two things about Italians in general. Okay. Uh, the first is that they're really, really good looking. Okay. Really, really good looking. <laughs> if you want to feel terrible about yourself, just go to Italy. Like, these men, they're fucking on point, man. Like, in a perfectly tailored suit, head to toe, Italians, man. So and then they'll, it... hop, they'll hop on, like, a candy apple red Vespa. Ugh, the dream. It's dude, how, how how romantic is that? Well, now is it that they're naturally beautiful people, or they go through the necessary steps to present themselves? Beautiful? They're also very naturally beautiful people. They're getting this fantastic tan all year all year long. First of all, great hair, you know, fantastic features. Uh, I think you, to you off, I think I think to offset the garbage seagulls and the putrid rotting shrimp smell, you probably have to do a little bit to look yeah. good. You know what I mean? Italy is also very fashion forward, uh, yeah. I suppose. Like if you consider Milan and Florence to a certain extent, um, but holy hell, man, it's just was the was great the beauty, place to feel awful. Was the beauty of the people also expressed in like watches? Did you see any cool watches, like like so, in the wild? Let me, yeah. So that's the second thing I noticed. Italians love swatch. Really, <laughs> Italians absolutely fucking love swatch it by far a hundred percent like swatch like swatch umbrella corp or swatch watches swatch swatch watches not 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 the umbrella corp dude everything from like you know businessy looking dudes to Mm -hmm. like you know really really well-dressed women they they had they had a ton of swatches on well it was crazy um and not just that one. What is the? Uh, I'm trying to find. You see any system fifty ones? I, I probably. You know what? What I, I this is what I was looking for. I was trying to look for these these kind of elevated swatch models, but no, it was basic quartz, man. They like the colors. They like the convenience. Probably the affordability. Um, so that watch, as well as the Casio. A one sixty eight WA dash one the one I think it was our first community review. Casio wait, wait AW oh shit yeah 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 um the the one Greg Bedrosian coordinated yeah so swatches and that watch wow everywhere dude police officers um you know people working at the train station uh, taxi drivers people in the museums I saw more of that watch than anything and also of course these this batch of swatches wow yeah that's so wild i actually didn't see so after florence we went to venice which is kind of like this that was an incredible experience um venice and yeah and we didn't really have anything planned we we had some all of these places the activities revolved around you know museums and food (laughs) which i'm (laughs) I'm grateful for because we got to do it all 
uh, pretty much. But Venice, we didn't have anything planned, so we um, we walked by this old opera house and bought tickets to that production of Don Giovanni, which was, as I told you, very very adult uh, oriented. <laughs> it was funny seeing kids there. Um, I didn't even see any nice watches there. It wasn't until it wasn't until we stayed at this um, kind of resort in in uh, Tuscany for like two days. Okay. Let me I, I made a list. I made a list of watches that I can go through now. As you as you look for your list, I have a question. I used to know a girl from Venice and she hated it. Like she was from Venice, Venice. She hated it because she said the whole place smelled like fish. Does the whole place smell like fish? So this is I I also I heard that same kind of rumor as well. Dude, Venice has th- this may have changed recently to to fight that issue mm-hmm. but they have the strictest like public waste policies really so there are no like almost <clears throat> no public trash bins and if you see them they have these like cables going over the receptacle so you can really only dump like i don't know maybe like an empty bottle or a paper cup um so you have to follow a schedule the guys will sort of walk around where you live and yell out that they're there. And on like Mondays, you have to give them a bag of plastics. On Tuesdays, you have to give wow. them a bag of like miscellaneous waste. On like Wednesdays, it's going to be paper. So, and if you miss that, you miss that. Like the trash is staying in your place because there's nowhere else to put it. There are t- there are times in the day where trash boats will sort of park and you also have a window to... To dump stuff stuff in there, but it has to be the right type of trash, and the fines are absurd. If you wow. if you put it if you put a bag outside, it's like a two hundred euro fine. So, uh, no heavily the, regulated. The answer is no. I I didn't. I Rome was far smellier. Wow, uh, far far smellier. Rome was kind of the trash. The trash policy seemed more like New York. You know, the restaurants would just dump their shit out, um, and and just. You know, of course, it's a lot of seafood. And it's like uh, New York, city of apples. <laughs> dude, and, and that seafood's just like bacon all day. It was like 90 degrees when we were there, dude. It's disgusting. But no, Venice, Venice was smelly. Venice was kind of nice. I, I actually kind of wish we spent less time in Rome and more time in Venice. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, beautiful city. Crazy to see the just the layout and everything and how close you are to the water. Our Airbnb, you could... You just open the shutters and like it's like water right there and a dude on a on a gondola just truck trucking along <laughs> like i could reach out and touch the guy uh so that was pretty rad um but yeah i didn't see i like like i said casio and swatch for the most part wow. um okay a lot of watch stores in florence by the way um like watch like like brand boutiques or like 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 generic watch retailers that had a bunch of brands I mean, I saw the generic, um, I saw the generic retailers that carry like Omega and Longine and stuff like that, and I didn't really walk in there. Um, I walked in. It was in Florence. I walked into two different Rolex ADs, and um, just to get a feel for the the stainless steel shortage, and they're definitely mm. feeling it there too. Uh, these. These people in this one spot absolutely did not like me. <laughs> Why? So you, you went and you asked for something in steel and they just like sneered at you? Yeah, yeah. They're like, 
I, they even said like even if you want the tutor, it's like ten months. I'm Jesus. like, God damn it. So yeah, they they still have the issue there. Uh, GMT Master, they completely laughed at me. They had they had one sixteen seven hundred, which is a transitional m- model. It's not a GMT Master two. It's a GMT Master, mm-hmm. um, and that was like ten thousand euros if you wanted to take it home. It's the only GMT I saw, so no tutor um, anywhere really. Um, but they had other watch shops like here and there that had a lot of Seiko, a lot of Citizen. Um, really. Yeah, and well, I was isn't isn't one of isn't one of the only Seiko brand ambassadors like an Italian photographer or free diver or some shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? You mean I uh, talking about like Cousteau's son? No, there's a oh man, there's another guy. It there's a matter. soccer there's a soccer player. Is he Italian? I think he's a soccer player. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if he's Italian. I forgot his name. He has like a signature Sportura or something. His name doesn't come to mind because I don't know soccer. I don't know. Soccer. <laughs> I don't know football. I, I, I don't know football. I don't know soccer. Whatever you want to call it, I don't know nothing about that. So okay, but yeah, sorry, I, I cut you off. No, no. It, the the most surprising thing to see, and I, I'm I'm looking at my list down here. I forget the reference. Let me pull up the article that I wrote on our site. Um, it was those Citizen uh, NY automatics. The, oh shit! The limited edition ones. So the NY 008 Asia limited series. Yeah. I saw a ton of those, man, but not the full loom dial. Uh, if I saw that one, I'd, I would have taken it home 100%. <laughs> 100%. Um, but it was it was cool to see those in person. They, I saw the Pepsi one. I saw the black one. Um, didn't see the bronze one because that was like... Did you did you see any cool like random like like antique stores that had watches or like vintage watch stores? I did not like... I did not have time to look for that kind of stuff. Uh, so okay. these these were all sort of in passing, you know, going going between places. Um, and in Venice, I saw what was the largest Seiko ad I've ever seen in my life. So in in Venice, to get to the, oh my God, I, I, sorry, are right, you good, man? It's uh. Yeah, so in Venice, there's this um, St. Mark's Basilica. That's where the clock is that Piaget tried to restore. Okay. But on on your way there, you walk through a ton of shops, and then like you cross the final bridge to get to this row of shops. It's this huge, huge shot of a sumo or something, and it's like they're trying to push some hashtag there. It's it's like they're adver- the sumo. Well, they're advertising prospects. Okay. And it's like, what's your prospects? And I think it's like hashtag know your planet or something. Maybe maybe it was I I was dying of heat exhaustion by that time. So maybe they were trying to advertise one of the save the ocean things. Know your I'm Googling this. Know your partner? No. <sighs> That's sad. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm just gonna look Seiko ad Venice. Um, it was fucking massive, dude. So it was happy to see that, you know, they were they were pushing Seiko there. And, and uh, granted, a lot of those shops were little watch shops that that had Seiko. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's not until you get to St. Mark's, uh, like the square where the uh, Piazza San Marco. Okay. Uh, where you run into the boutiques. 
Um, and that's that's where I found my one stainless steel victory. The one really one stainless steel victory. I walked into the Audemars Piguet boutique, and uh, very nice lady. Um, she she kind of let me in on some info that I'm not going to share <laughs> selfishly. Okay. But it's, I was very pleased to see a steel Royal Oak offshore diver. Oh, I mean, it's wow. a $19,000 watch. It doesn't mean anything to me. But, you know. Did you try it on at least? No. I've, tri- I've tried it on before. I mean. Yeah, but you ever tried it on in Italy before, dude? <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to The me. hashtag is discover your planet. Discover your planet. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I've seen enough of this planet to realize I don't want to fucking see any more of it. All right. Uh, done done with humanity what what other adventures so after after venice uh we did we did tuscany and that's that's where i saw an incredible batch of watches so we stayed this i remember you were telling me about this is heavy we stayed um very grateful to have stayed at this 11th century monastery that was converted into this sort of resort um uh, could only swing like two days there or like a day and a half pretty much um and uh yeah there were some nice watches there man it was my favorite part of the vacation because the place was huge and i think there were like six families there wow um so i had my space my wife had her space she she enjoyed a, a massage here and there uh, as did I, which was a little weird. I don't like it when people touch me. I can't. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do the massage thing. My 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 wife's trying to talk me into it just because I do have a lot of like 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 work stress in my back, and I just like I don't. I'll just be it's, apologizing the whole time for this person good. having to touch my body. You know what it's, I mean? It's it's good. It's good. I, I, when you when you kind of let go of that those those sort of um that that kind of worry it's it's nice i kind of 33 years of self-resentment and shame that you're asking me to let go (laughs) in 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 30 seconds it's gonna take a lot more a lot more work oh man to get rid of them feelings you know what i mean but uh that that was incredible man we had a whole day a whole day just by the pool (laughs) that's 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 all i wanted just the whole day by the pool and it was it was fabulous. And this, you know, we we did we did lunch and we did dinner. Right. And in that in that one spot, I saw a um a white ceramic Daytona. Jesus. So this this guy this guy went through the motions. I'm sure. Uh, this was right. this wasn't this wasn't a casual purchase. Yeah, or maybe maybe he maybe he bought it. Maybe he just said fuck it and he bought it at a premium gray market. Who knows? That's becoming the norm. It's becoming normal. Um, I had a we we had a waiter that was wearing a Brightling Avenger, so that was pleasing to see. Uh, one day having breakfast, I saw the Patek Aquanaut, the time only. What? So that was pretty cool. Um. Dude walked in when we were having dinner. He was wearing a full yellow gold uh, GMT Master with the the green the the green accents. I think it's a full green dial. Jesus. Um, and then I told you about the the, the manager. There were two hotel managers. It seemed one of them had this really cool beat up, um, uh, like f- had to be five or four digit 
reference GMT Master. Wow. Which okay. Just, and it's funny. I kind of I, I walked in midday at some point and I was asking about dinner. And, you know, this is this is a place where I, I will tell them about what I want to eat and any kind of dietary restrictions. And he overheard me and he was like, I wasn't even talking to him. He was just standing in the room and he overheard me. He's like, ah, Mr. Pignate. So this 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 he is knew. a guy. He's so he's so probably so dedicated to hospitality. And this place was incredible where he probably researches every guest like every single day for a little bit. I thought it was pretty cool. That makes the thing is like that level of attention that makes all the difference. Like that of makes course. you, you know what I mean? So that's, that's how we can afford to buy that watch. Yeah. So it was him. He had that. And I guess uh, another colleague of his had a, uh, looked like a five digit reference two tone, uh, Daytona. Well, it's pretty rad. So when and, you, uh, so when you first saw them with those watches, did you do the thing where like you would over dramatically scratch your head to like flash your wrist or to like fix your hair behind your ear but like making sure <laughs> making no. sure to like strain that to make sure your wrist was uh because because like there's only there are only there are only so few like like orological mating calls we have in the watch family you know what i mean um you didn't try yes. anything like that to get their attention no not at all i, I was i was mostly struggling with um deciding whether or not I was going to say something like, you know, that's a, that's a nice GMT master. But a lot of people, I, I would argue that maybe even in his age group, you would say nice GMT master. And he's like, what's that? Like, he doesn't know that that's, so I, I feel pos- like some, it's possible. I mean, you, it, you are taking a risk. That is true. You're taking a risk. But again, go back to that, go back to that antique roadshow guy. I think he just like, bought a rolex because it was the nice one that he saw i I feel like a lot of these people that have these watches for a long time aren't necessarily watch nerds so they if you say hey nice nice 16 710 (laughs) 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 so no i i I was yeah i was struggling with with uh figuring out if i was going to say something but I, i just sort of let it go because um he seemed very busy sure i'm i'm sure do you know you know what's funny? I I, I I saw there was a quote. Remember when a blog to watch used to do those series where they would go to different like ADs or like independent watch stores around the country and they would do like a little featurette? Yeah, Mark Carson, he's their um like uh contributor in Hawaii. He does yep. he did I really miss those. There was one I could and, and I could totally be fucking wrong, which is entirely possible because that's kind of that's kind of my thing, guys. Um, but there was one where they were talking to a store owner or someone, and they were saying like what they would they the big difference between like American watch culture and like over in I guess European watch culture and technically I guess parts of Asia is that um, people will go out of their way to get a nice watch regardless of what work they're in because it's like a reflection of how much you respect whatever you're doing or how much you like what you're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Here, people will just buy something because it's gold or because it's xyz or because it says like you know what i mean but over over in europe and in asia it's a bit different like they will they're okay spending a lot of money on a watch because they they want to kind of reflect something positive did you did you get that sense at all because you mentioning the waiter rocking a rocking a brightling adventure it's just interesting yeah it's it's very possible dude that waiter was so so on top of his game yeah like and and so prideful of the work that he was doing i mean mind you they're they're in these 
pretty elevated positions in like the culinary center of the world oh yeah so it's not like it's not like oh i'm a fucking waiter you know like you're a fucking waiter (laughs) in this in this michelin star restaurant you know um so that's that's i can i can totally see that i can see him treating himself to that as as a as a way to um be prideful in in the work that he does and and maybe even remind himself of how far he's come along um dude i saw a guy like spill like a thimble of wine and dude out of the corner of that dude's eye he he saw it and there was a waiter that was close to her he like visibly scolded the kid like fucking take care of that shit now (laughs) and it's like full-on code red to to clean up this guy's glass or whatever the drop that fell out (laughs) um so yeah i I can see that i can see that that's Um, crazy man it was it was it was a good time the last the last cool watch that i wrote down here was just um he was a big guy like big guy that could pull this shit off it was the seamaster planet ocean chronograph Jesus, we and talk like, about that watch a lot. That's a just like a sixteen millimeters thick, or some <laughs> fucking ridiculous shit. It's a giant fucking watch. And I'm like, what's this tiny watch this guy's wearing? He's like, no, this is a huge fucking guy. <laughs> a huge watch on a huge man looks like a tiny watch. Dude, this this guy was big. That's hey, funny. Big, big in Italian, and he opted <laughs> for he. I guess. I'm not a steak dinner guy, but I guess there are some steak dinners, if you do this in Italy, I suppose, where, like, it's an event, dude, when they bring this out to you. So they brought out this, like, separate cart for his fucking steak. And then they started cutting it for him. Wow. And, like, giving him different plates and stuff and sauces and sides. And, like, there were two people, like, standing around him making sure that he had everything. Anyway. He had, he had one of those planets. <laughs> you know what's funny? Do you think any of these people who were talking about, they went home that day and they were like either texting their friends or hanging out with their spouses and they're just like, dude, someone fucking walked into my restaurant with a dachshund today. It was fucking so cool. You know what I mean? Mm. Do you think do you, do you think like we're on the other side? Or actually, I should, I should probably fucking do my research. What were you wearing in the restaurant? You were wearing the dachshund? You know, actually for dinner and stuff, I wore the notice a lot because it was uh, it was like it's that nice blue it's a neutral color um matched like the long sleeve stuff that i brought yeah um yeah so pro- probably the notice around that time you think they went back to their spouses and we're talking about the notice what's that do you, do, you, do you think they went back to their spouses and we're talking about the notice no definitely not you gotta get notice exposure in Italy, man. <laughs> Definitely. We gotta get a notice billboard. Ne- billboard. Pff, fuck me. We gotta get a notice billboard next to that Seiko billboard. Yeah. You know what get, I mean. Get get on it, guys. <laughs> hashtag. It's gonna be a big picture of a notice, and it's gonna be hashtag Notice Thursday, and it's gonna be the logo. <laughs> right. I think it can work. I think it can work. Can you buy ad space in the Coliseum? Because everything else is fucking unregulated in that goddamn city. It probably can't be that hard to pay $50 yeah. and get your logo spray paint on the side of a monument. Dude, right? guys, guys fucking selling these sketchy-ass water bottles, too. What do like, you mean? Dude, they were selling everything. Like, umbrella hats, umbrellas, shawls for your ladies. Um, oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I can't do that. I just, I'm looking forward to my Disney cruise. 
I'm gonna fucking throw my phone overboard. I'm gonna throw my suitcase overboard, and I'm fucking never leaving the ship. Y'all are never gonna see my ass ever again. There was, there was even actually the the when we were in line for the Coliseum, there was one guy waiting behind us, and and the pitches that some of these people would do to sell them these like scammy tickets. It's just like, oh, you know, you're brown, I'm brown, you know, I'm Jesus. Indian. I want to make sure that you get like the best, the best deal for you and and your family and this and that. And it's like, you know, what they do is like they'll sell you something for like 30 euros more and they'll tell you that you can skip the line right now. But it's like, <laughs> it's still like a schedule. You still have to go at a certain time. So they'll take you out of the line and you're still going to have to wait. And then sometimes when you get up front, the tickets either aren't accepted or they actually cost more than what you were charged. Wow. So they'll be like, oh, like, I'll give you like a steal, you know, like this will be like, this is cheaper than what all these people are paying and they're waiting in line. But then you get there and then you paid that guy and then you have to pay more when you're there. So bastards fucking, they, they have to figure that shit out. Two, so two things. Um, apparently, and this is funny, I just so speak about brown people. I showed my face on the Instagram, I guess for the first time in a while, and I enjoyed all the DMs from people who thought I was a white man. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's <laughs> super weird. <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys, that I'm not a white person. <laughs> My bad. Um, I wish I was white. It would have made my childhood a lot fucking easier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but no, I am not a white man. Um, second point, second point based off of that. If I'm in a foreign country and someone comes up to me and they're brown and they're like, hey man, I'm brown, you're brown, I want to cut you a deal, I will immediately not trust you. I just won't trust you. I have a very conflicted relationship with the color of my skin and my parents' heritage. So you trying to use brown history as like a, as like a adjoining bridge between us, uh, I'll just burn that fucking bridge down and leave. Remember mm. the guys in Hong Kong, all the brown dudes in Hong Kong trying to sell cheap suits? That doesn't fucking work. <sighs> This and I, I'm not saying this in a negative way. It was simply an observation. All of those guys slinging those deals, they kind of were brown guys. They were all um, brown people. Michael. Oh, and I'm sorry. And some some Korean women actually were trying to do the same thing. Really, in yeah. Italy or in Hong Kong? In Italy. Oh, okay. Specifically in Rome. So. Yeah. Brown dudes trying to get you these skip the line tickets and uh, Korean women as well. You know my favorite part in Hong Kong about the brown dudes trying to get me to buy a suit? You know what my favorite part was about that? <laughs> what? None of them are wearing suits. <laughs> They're fucking like jeans and shit. I'm like, asshole, if you're going to fucking sell me a suit, why isn't, why isn't your done? It's a, if it's a shitty suit, if it's made of like fucking grocery paper bags, I'm not wearing it. You know? <laughs> why aren't you wearing a fucking suit? That's marketing oh. 101, dude. Don't sell me a slice of pizza if you won't even eat the fucking pizza. You know? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. The last, the last cool thing was fucking um, driving, man. So I was you rented a car. You said I rented a I rented a car, and um, this was this was very the rental experience was awful. You know, really fucking waiting an hour to get your damn car. But um, oh, shit, oh, fuck. Hold on. I dropped my headphones. If you can hear me, keep talking. I can I can hear you. I can hear you. It's okay. Okay, everything, I'm back. Everything is everything is fine. Got a free upgrade to the Alfa Romeo Giulia. There you go. Which is pretty rad. I kind of 
I was hoping that I would get one of those because I think on paper on my reservation I had some like some, like Fiat ship box or whatever. Was it was it was it the Urkel car? Was it the Urkel car? It was. <laughs> I still want that. That car is perfect for West <laughs> Seattle, dude. <laughs> oh man, but dude, drive. I I will say, as chaotic as Italian cities can get, they respect they respect the rules on on the highway or the autostrad however it, you say it it's a big car culture place yeah it's a big car culture place and i was uh admittedly i had a few chances to just fucking floor that thing and it was Hell awesome yeah, dude. <laughs> it was awesome i crashed i, I didn't crash it i i totally i i wrecked uh the the bumper but that was when i was returning it how did you and wreck the? What did you? Did you hit like a like a ch- child or what did you? How did you I wreck hit the a child. bumper? I, I hit like a column in the garage where you return it. Um, I maybe wreck the bumper is is a little harsh. I I I, I bent the license plate, <laughs> a little square thing. Okay, well, did the bumper look like Joaquin Phoenix's cleft lip, or did the bumper <laughs> no. look like Sloth from the Goonies? Because that's fun. the difference between a dent and fucking wrecking. It was, but which one's worse? <laughs> Sloth from the Goonies, man. Okay, so that's what I thought. I was like, Joaquin Phoenix looks, looks like fine. Joaquin Phoenix looks totally fine. He's got like a little, like a little. You can there's just something slightly off about his face. Sloth from the Goonies looks like someone stomped an onion to death. Great, right? great, and great and Gladiator. Oh, excellent, yeah. excellent performance. I mean, worth the the film is worth it just for. Uh, am I not merciful for his fucking performance? Like really, yeah. really cool. Hell yeah, dude. I will say I have to publicly thank a fellow uh, watch fam member and EDC community member, uh, Aaron Shapiro. What who I, I kind of I consulted uh, for some, you know, Italy travel advice. He said, when you rent the car, get the walkaway insurance. I didn't even know what that was, but when I rented, I was like, "What's the walkaway insurance?" And she's like, "She put me down for it." And so, when the guy, when the guy saw that that I like, I like, I was basically pressed up against this column. He's like, "Sir, you crashed the car." I'm like, I got this like insurance. And he looks it up on his iPad. He's like, "Oh." All right, have a good day. That's funny. <laughs> this beautiful, this beautiful fucking Italian piece of engineering. My dumbass wrecks it, or at least the front. Alfa Romeo. My dad used to have one of those. I don't know which one. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's that was my trip. Um, so overall, Italians love Swatch and Casio, and then if you go to some nice spots, you might see some crazy, <clears throat> crazy Pateks. And there's no stainless steel anywhere, unless you're ready to buy a, an offshore uh, diver. <laughs> can can confirm we are that's, in. That's my recap. That's my part of the recap. <laughs> we are still heavy in the throes of a stainless steel shortage. And it's very it's very hot, even hotter now when we're recording this. And um, if you're a man, you will fall in love with the men over there. I know I did. It's gonna happen. <laughs> gonna happen it's inevitable the inevitable rise of the titans you know what i mean that's funny though. oh man you know never... that waiter that waiter with the brightling avenger by the way had like a serious fucking like tom Selleck mustache which which like out of context is a super cheesy thing but he he, he made he, it work he combined it with these like italian vibes and the vest and the get up and the brightling and i'm just like man i want to bang you Right. Um, <laughs> you know what the big thing is? I think beauty is one of those really interesting things. It transcends gender and all those things like that. 
there's certain types of beauties, but I think the one that really has an impact is is like confidence. If you are yeah. confident in whatever the fuck you are doing, you are a beautiful person. And that and and yeah. and people pick up on that shit. So like if you're seeing people if everyone is beautiful in Italy, man, women, avian, reptile, garbage, everything. Oh, those seagulls were confident. The seagull, they're probably they're probably exuding confidence, right? So the, seagull, the seagulls have this very um sorry, mm-hmm. the species there or like the whatever subspecies has this very uh, notable trait. It's this little ring around the beak, which is almost like lipstick, my wife pointed out. So there you go. Even the fucking seagulls are <laughs> Even the seagulls out. are bringing up their game, dude. We're not like the seagulls in fucking New York. We have goddamn standards. Okay, dude. <laughs> so they're confident too. That's so good. God damn it, man. <sighs> Did I ever tell you the story about my dad in Italy? This is I, I wasn't there, but my, my parents in Italy with the with the with the gypsies? No. My parents were in Italy, alright, and my dad my, my dad's interesting. He's when I say like dad mad or like dad mode, like a lot of that stuff is coming from my dad. And what I would really define my dad as, um, he's a person who's reached a point in his life where he will do whatever he needs to do for silence. He just wants <laughs> things to be quiet or at least to go according to my mom's plan, his wife's plan, because if things don't go according to her plan, things are then no longer quiet. You know what I mean? So right. he just wants things to be quiet. And so they were in Italy and um, they were in like a museum or whatever. They're just outside a museum or whatever. And uh, my dad, my dad felt something like in his pocket and he looked down and he, and he's just a little kid who's trying to pick like a little kid, like 10, try to pickpocket my dad. My dad grabs his arm and the kid starts screaming. And then all of his friends who were there, like trying to keep watch, they freak out and they run and the kids <laughs> kicking and screaming and writhing. My dad's just holding them. You know what I mean? He's just holding him by the arm, just looking at him. And then oh, my mom, it. my mom's just like, my mom's like, oh, you know, you know, what are we gonna do? And my dad's like, oh, I should fucking like, I should find a cop and like take him to the the police or whatever, you know. And my mom's like, but we have tickets for this show in twenty minutes. And so my dad's like, okay. So my dad took this kid to the show. He bought him a ticket. What? He's the kids. The kids still freaking out. My dad's just dragging the kid. My dad took the kid to the show. Then they went and got dinner afterwards. He tried feeding the kid and he wouldn't eat because the problem is my mom had this plan. My mom had all these things she wanted to do, and my dad knew if they deviated from the plan, you would never hear the end of it. Right? You know what I mean? So he, brought, <laughs> he just brought this fucking KGB and he got him food, and then they went and do. And then like after like after hours. Eventually, my dad's like, okay, I think he learned his lesson. And I just let him go. And the whole time, the kids' friends were following them. But, like, from a safe distance, like, alley cats, like, looking behind, like, walls and shit. You know what I mean? But, like, my dad's not, like, an idiot, you know? That's so funny. The yeah, man, kid, the kids man. are a big part of the scams there, too. Really? It's yeah, common? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll walk up and give, like, <clears throat> so... If you're there with your wife, they'll walk up to your wife and give her a flower. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some other dude will will walk up to you and like be expected to pay for it or like yeah it's weird man or they'll pickpocket you and stuff on the buses that's a that's a fun travel story that's definitely one of the more unique travel stories i've heard <laughs> my dad just wants things to be like quiet like he just he just he's at, he's at a point he's, at, he's, he's just, after after like medical school and migrating to this country he's just like listen man this is the country for the pursuit of quiet all right, that that is my new fucking endeavor. I can appreciate that. <laughs> Dad quiet, you know? 
And um, the thing is, my mom's telling this story. And my and like when, we, when they got home, my dad's just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, Dad, weren't you worried? He's like, he's a little kid. What if he, I'll just I'll just hit him if he gets if he gets insane. <laughs> just like, oh my God. Bearing man. in mind, my dad's a pediatrician. He's a very good pediatrician. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm if anyone's well qualified to strike a child, it's just probably <laughs> probably be him. Ah, oh, brilliant. That's horrible. I take all that back. That's awful. It's an awful thing to say about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> But, but when my wife and I have free kids, free uh, free doctor care, so I'm gonna take it full advantage of that. There you go, you know? man. Happy to have you back, though, dude. Me too. It's it's, uh, it's good to be back. It's been it's been it's been scary. It's been it's like the scene in The Simpsons where Marge, uh, uh, Marge. Oh, I mean, you, you, did you grow up watching The Simpsons? Ah, oh, dude. I the the amount of Simpsons that you have to watch. I I'm not caught up on anything Simpsons. <laughs> I watched it here and there. <laughs> okay. Well, there's there there's basically a scene where like Marge, the wife's not home for a while, and everything falls in disrepair, and she eventually comes home, and the house is all fucked up, and like Homer and the kids have propped like a mattress in front of the door, and they're just like guarding it with a shotgun. That's what I have felt like. An absence of you. You're my Marge. <laughs> a pleasure. <Right? laughs> That's everything just fell into disrepair, and like I just wake up and I'm like, why? What am I even doing anymore? You know. <laughs> Food has no taste. Watches are meaningless to me now. But you're back, so it's okay. Happy to be back. Uh, man, oh man. I don't really know how to recap this episode. I think the headline is um, Go to Italy. Italy's hot. You're going to stand in line for a while. <laughs> Italy's yeah. hot. The people are hot. Lots of swatches. Keep an great, eye out. Great food. I just, that's 100% it. Um, you you told me you had a better experience uh, as a vegan eating there than you fucking did in Hong Kong. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Dude, fucking, I ate Cliff Bars for like three days. In Hong I remember Kong. you. You were just. I've, I've not expected. I've uh, I've never seen a human scavenge, but you. It was the closest <laughs> I ever saw was you, like looking at things and trying to figure out like what you can eat, and I'm like, I feel fucking horrible. And then we got lost in that meat market. That's not like a metaphor. For like a like a like a, like a club full of dudes, it was actually a market. It was a house of death, yeah, with just rotting pig parts and like open air, caked. and we were just <laughs> blood caked on the floor. <laughs> it was so real, bro. I'm just. I remember we're there, and the smell of rotting porcine was just filling my nostrils. And I look back, I look back at you, and you're like, "Oh, go good. I want to go home." <laughs> <laughs> It changes you, man. It changes you. I remember when we got back from Hong Kong, I didn't eat meat for a while. <laughs> I, was, I was I was certainly uh I was certainly impacted more. My wife was fine. She she has she has like an iron fucking stomach, but I was just yeah. like, but babe, they have feelings and she's like They're delicious. They're dilly basically, right? <laughs> I know, others you can't deny it. They are. Oh, poor, poor piggies. But yeah, man, um glad to have you back happy to be jumping back into this do not forget people listening at home on the bus on the autobahn on the fucking train on fucking mortar wherever the fuck you listen to the show do not forget to enter the tbws 10,000 follower giveaway for the hemel hft20 let me make sure i didn't fuck that up hft20 this is the mecha quartz so it's the um, it's the, the the mecha quartz chronograph stainless steel 12 hour bezel all you have to do to enter is find the show po- excuse me the show post for this episode on Instagram 
Uh, you got to follow us, obviously. Have to follow Hemel, obviously. Like the photo and just tag two friends. That's it. Easy. That's that's as easy as we can fucking make it, I think. Rad. Yep. Rad, man. And it's going to be open uh, from the 8th to, I think, where the fuck's my phone, dude? To the 14th? Is that what I said? From the 8th, from the 8th to the 15th. Or 8th, yeah, 8th to the 14th. 8th to the, yeah, 8th to the 14th. So that's Monday all the way through Sunday. That's for the week. Um, Enter. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be super, super cool to get this away because we are then getting closer to announcing the 10,000 follower giveaway, which we are super fucking behind. Uh, I think I think that's it. Good to have you back. Um, people keep asking. I'm still figuring out what I'm doing with my collection, collection purge. Uh, my wife and I have begun the actual house buying process. We've done all the pre-approval stuff. We have the real estate agent. We're doing all that stuff now, so... That was the biggest impediment to me kind of pursuing not impediment impediment to me pursuing that Omega Seamaster 2541. Um, so really happy to be doing this house buying thing. Looking forward to being incredibly poor, much more poor than I was before. Uh, but once once we get everything situated with the house, then I can probably start saving. Yeah, Spawn Seamaster. I think I think we we're gonna come up with a pretty good topic for episode 135 around yeah. this sort of stuff. Yeah, so I think I think that about covers it. Is there anything I'm missing? I think that's it, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good to have you back. Glad you made it back safely from Italy. I'm happy your bond chase went well. Right? <laughs> Here, it's that sad, it's that sad time. You uh, start start closing this out and I'll... Uh, I'll Thanks for listening, guys. Good to be back. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening... Two Brook Watch Stops. Later.